Hello, I'm Joshua Groisberg, a history enthusiast. And I'm Jacob Friedman, founder of People's Big News. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful analysis and maybe some comedy along the way. Break down what's going on with Trump and his stolen documents. I'd like to welcome Jude, an intelligence official for the Department of Defense and author of Jude's newsletter on Substack, writing about national security, international relations, and liberalism. Jude, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Jacob? Good. So, first off, we have this case here where a former president is alleged to have stolen secret documents pertaining to national security and claimed a bunch of different defenses, ranging from mm-hmm. he still has the executive privilege over the documents to he declassified the documents on his way out the door. So all of this doesn't matter. Can you explain what does declassification, classification, and executive privilege really mean in this context of these documents? And what, what do we know so far about what's been stolen? Yeah, sure. So just to start off, and um, like you mentioned, my Substack, I do have a pretty long article going just into the basics of classification and then kind of going into what was taken. Um, but just to reiterate it, so... When the U.S. government does classifications, they have three levels of classification. You have um, confidential, which is the lowest, secret, and then what everybody hears is top secret. So top secret being the highest level. The president of the United States technically does not have a security clearance because he is authorized to receive all that information by the Constitution. So there would be no, even if we did do a security clearance background check, there would be no legal way for us to tell him or her no, because the Constitution grants them the authority. Same with members of Congress. Um, They don't have security clearances. They all are granted the authority. So security clearances are really just for people who are not elected officials. um, So that way they can access the same level of information that the government can. So the president, considering he is given this highest authority, he is technically in charge of the executive branch. And the executive branch is the one that is in control of classifications and what level something is classified as. Uh, The president also has the authority to declassify some things. Now, the president does not have the authority to declassify everything. He can't just say, okay, this is declassified now. I don't want, you know, I want to be able to release this. Um, There's different avenues and different ways that you can declassify things. And there are some things that the president does not have the authority himself to declassify. He couldn't just say, I want to tweet out the nuclear launch codes, you know, because I'm the president, he would have to go. There's multiple authorities that would have to approve that as well. Um, And so... Right now, uh, like you had mentioned, uh, Trump, whenever he left office, took a lot of documents with him. Now that's completely normal. Every president takes documents with them whenever you work at the White House. Essentially, it's pretty specific just to the White House. Most of our other departments in the US government don't do this, but essentially everything that's written down, everything that's given to the president is documented. And rather than just shred or thrown away or whatever you would do at a normal facility, you give it to the White House archives after. And so that way they have a good documentation of what the president did, mostly just for historical purposes, but for other purposes as well. And so, uh, you know, when Obama left office, he took a lot of stuff with him so that way he could start, he's currently working on, or his presidential museum in Chicago. But what he doesn't take with him and what most of them don't take him with is currently classified documents. So documents that are actively classified whenever uh, you classify something at the secret level, it is, de- it is automatically declassified at, after 25 years. So once something is created, so say I sent 
create something today. In 25 years, it's going to go to review board and they're going to say, okay, yes, it's either declassified or no, we need to add another however many years. And then for top secret, it's 45 years. So if Donald Trump was given something, which it seems like he was given something that was classified as top secret, that technically is not going to be declassified unless the government does something after until 45 years later uh, from now. So Donald Trump's defense is that, okay, well, as president, I have the authority to declassify everything. And so I declassified all these documents before I took them. So, you know, no harm, no foul. The problem is that uh, the Justice Department claims that they don't have any evidence that he declassified them. Obviously, if the president did declassify something, there would be a long paper trail. Even if he does have the authority to single-handedly declassify it, it's going to be similar to like an executive order. You're going to write it down. You're going to document it. So that way you can give it to all the property authorities and now everybody knows okay this is a beneficially declassified um there is the justice department claims there has not been any evidence presented it's interesting because the judge that is dealing with the case also claims that as well and they're trying to get the trump defense team to present evidence that they declassified it that's currently where they're at right now so at the beginning um you know they the fbi did you know a quote raid on Mar-a-Lago, they found the, you know, a bunch of classified documents. And then I kind of go into some of the things that we saw on my Substack, which we can go over as well. Um, they found a bunch of classified documents. They took them back to FBI headquarters to investigate them, to document them. And then a judge put a temporary hold on that. So that way they can right. Judge Cannon. Judge Cannon. Yes. The special master. Yeah. So the special master is essentially just a third party that is not attached to the government and is not attached to Donald Trump, who is just going to look at everything and decide, okay, does Donald Trump have executive privilege over this? Because the FBI did take a lot of things, or at least Donald Trump claims that the FBI took some other stuff that wasn't classified and was specifically his property. And so that's perfectly fine. If, you, if it's not classified, he should have it back. And so essentially what the, the special master is going to be doing is just saying, okay, what does Donald Trump, what is Donald Trump's and what is the United States government's? But it does look like the special master and the judge and the FBI have, have located things that are the US government's, are currently classified and were at Donald Trump's house, which is illegal. And so right now the phase that they're in currently is the judge is essentially asked, okay, Donald Trump's defense team, you need to either present, if your claim is that you declassified, then you need to present a paper trail evidence that says Donald Trump declassified this document at this time so therefore it's good to be, you know, it's unclassified. You can put it wherever it's, it's just document. It doesn't matter what you do with it. Uh, that's kind of the next big thing. According to the FBI, there is no evidence of that. According to Donald Trump, there is. So we'll, I guess we'll see. That's going to be the next thing. If they, if they uh, actually do have evidence that he classified it, I'm skeptical <laughs> that they have any evidence because it seems like that would be very easy to look up. Like, hey, did Donald Trump declassify the document on this day? Yes or no? Okay, he did not. Okay, he did. You know, there shouldn't really be any... Uh, any problem with it. And I would imagine if Donald Trump had declassified it, then the White House archive would have known that beforehand, before they had sent the FBI to go take the stuff back, they would have probably checked that at first. So I guess we can just get into the next thing of why it's a big deal that it was at his house. So classified information, especially at the top secret level, there are specific parameters for how to disseminate it. So how to pass it to other people and how to store it uh, when somebody's not using it. Uh, and then also how to store different computers or different networks or phones or whatever that have are able to talk about classified information on there. And I go in the, my Substack as well. And so when something is classified top secret, usually top secret SCI, 
that means it has to be in what's called a skiff. And so a skiff is basically just a building or an office or whatever that is uh, that has been cleared to hold and store top secret SCI material or really anything that's SCI. Um, and so, like I mentioned earlier, there's confidential, secret, top secret. SCI is not another, I know, I, I see a lot of articles, sometimes people talk about, oh, it's above top secret. Top secret is the highest classification you can ever go. There are other additional caveats that are added on top of that to tell you how to disseminate that specific top secret information. But SCI just means that it needs to be in a skiff. So you can have confidential SCI, you can have secret SCI, which some of the documents were secret SCI, and then you can have top secret SCI. SCI just means it needs to be in a skiff, whether it's top secret or not. Um, in pretty much 90, I, I've never seen a top secret document that wasn't SCI. Pretty much all top secret is it's SCI. So uh, if it's going to be in a skiff, it has to be, you know, the build, the room has to be, if it's going to have windows, it has to have special windows that people can't listen into. If it's going to have walls, it has to have, you know, concrete walls or something like that. It has to have this type of door. It has to be having some type of, you know, there's a piece of paper on the front of the door that you sign in, you sign out. It has, you know, a myriad of different things. There's and there's plenty of articles that goes go over the specifics on what the skiff needs to have, but what a skiff is not is somebody's house at Mar-a-Lago, especially considering Mar-a-Lago Mar-a-Lago has a lot of foreign nationals that are there. It has security from the Secret Service, but it, the Secret Service is designed to protect the president. They're not designed to protect a doc a room full of documents that nobody's going to be in. So the Secret Service's main priority is going to protecting Donald Trump, his wife, and then his kids. Uh, they're not going to be worried as much about a room with a bunch of documents that are not living because that's not their job. And, um, and we don't even know if they were aware of it, although it's, it's likely that one of the Secret Service agents was actually the person to tip off the FBI since they would be legally required to if they saw that top secret information uh, illegally stored. And so, um, you know, when you are in a skiff, usually it's either in a guarded building. So if you work at a military base, you're going to be it's going to be in a room in a base or if it's the CIA, CIA headquarters, the entire, most of the CIA headquarters is, is a skiff that's gonna be in a guarded, essentially similar to a military base. It's gonna have 24 hour surveillance. It's gonna have all these things to make sure that we know who has access. We know who has been in and out. And we, we know the people who have been in and out of the, that building or had access to it are ones that are, have the proper security clearance to do so. The problem with Mar-a-Lago is that there's, you know, like I mentioned, there's there's nobody who is cleared to have that top secret information. Um, the security guards are not worried about top secret information. They are not trained to, and they do not have, except for the secret service agents, they don't have they don't have access to the top secret information anyway. And so the biggest problem with storing something at Mar-a-Lago is that it is completely possible that a Russian or a Chinese or an Iranian agent went to Mar-a-Lago uh, pretending to just be somebody who wants to go to the hotel, made their way into there or talked to somebody who was there as well and was able to steal some of the documents. And so I think the biggest problem right now with the FBI is they're trying to make sure that they know all of the documents that were taken from the White House. So that way they can say, okay, these are all the documents that left the White House. What do we have on us right now to make sure and say, hey, there's this giant book of top, top secret, whatever that's missing. Okay, it looks like somebody stole it from Mar-a-Lago or whatever the case is. And so that's, that's the biggest problem with this, uh, specifically with Trump keeping it there. Um, and then obviously there are legal parameters. I'm not sure exactly what the legal case would be for punishment for keeping those. But um, I can tell you if I kept a top secret document at my house, I would definitely not have my job anymore 
let alone probably facing some very serious legal troubles. Right. Um, and we're seeing now, just going back to the uh, special master saga, um, the mm -hmm. special master, as you said, he's been rebuffing Trump, uh, these uh, arguments that, oh, it's classified, some of this, some of this yeah. top secret information. Uh, I think the, the special master, Judge Raymond Jury, Reagan appointee, has said, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't, yeah. you know, if you saw Trump was on hand a few nights ago, and he said, you know, you can declassify just by thinking about it as president. And, and we also seen that the 11th, 11th Circuit Court um, has overturned Judge Cannon's original ruling that said the rest of the documents that Justice Department was trying to look over, that, that special master is now going to have control over, so the Justice Department could not continue their review. The Justice Department now can, can continue to review. The special master can't block Justice Department from reviewing the rest of the material. And so mm -hmm. we've seen now that Cannon's uh, updated her order to the special master to reflect this reversal. Does Trump have any legal recourse here? Is there any way, you know, I know you're not really a lawyer, but you know, for what you know about the, how the, the, this process works, you know, for his claims of executive privilege and declassification, is there any sort of, you know, way you can, uh, you know, make an argument about this or is it all just uh, throwing trash on the wall to see what sticks? Yeah, so from, from my understanding, of what the Justice Department has said and what Donald Trump said. From, from my perspective, the only way Donald Trump could get away with this is that, and I say not necessarily the way, the only way that Donald Trump doesn't face some type of legal recourse is that if he in fact did declassify it while he was president. So like I'd mentioned earlier, um, the president is granted authority by the constitution, but he or she is only granted the authority of the constitution when they are in office. The second they leave office, they don't have any type of security clearance unless the next president gives it to them, which which is is very common, uh, you know, especially uh, maybe less common with Donald Trump. But, you know, somebody like George Bush would have had a security clearance with Obama. So that way, Obama can consult him sometimes. Same with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton had that with George W. Bush. I highly doubt that Biden gave Donald Trump a security clearance afterwards. <laughs> but the only way that it could happen is if he did it while he was president. He does not have the authority anymore, considering he is not president. He was he, he lost to Joe Biden. And so if he claims that he declassified something after he left office, then those that argument is moot because there is no legal constitutional authority for him to do so after he left office. So from my understanding of what the special master's job is and what they're mostly focusing on, I think they're just looking at what is considered executive privilege. So what does the president have, what does Donald Trump specifically have a right to keep to himself um, and not have the Justice Department investigate? Or, and then what does the federal government have an interest in currently? So are there classified documents that are currently classified that the government has an interest in keeping secret? Uh, until the 45 year mark. And then, like I mentioned, the process goes on. So the special master has, from my understanding, seen plenty of, has confirmed that there were top secret documents that there were. And, you know, and, and so I don't think it's his specific job to look at whether he is, whether it was declassified, he is just saying, okay, does this have executive privilege? Is this Donald Trump's or is this the federal government's? And so once he decides it's a federal government's, if it's been declassified, then pretty much anyone can have it. It's totally fine that he has those documents. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's totally fine, but technically it's legally fine that he has them at his house. Uh, and if not, then he has illegally stored top secret documents 
in a facility that is not prepared to, uh, to hold those. And so um, I, I know you didn't ask this question, but if I could just go over the difference between him and what Hillary Clinton did, because I know that's oh, sure. a lot of, thank you. Yeah, there's like a, a lot, lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, comparisons being thrown around. I just want to, exactly. Yeah. So um, Hillary Clinton never had any top secret documents. She did not have any actual documents that were created by either the intelligence community or the state department or something that were classified top secret whenever um, she sent them out. Essentially what she was doing is she used a, a personal unclassified email server that was uh, not part of the US government's, but was part of her own email server. And she was talking about things that the government had said, okay, these should not be said on an unclassified server. These were not necessarily classified, but they were above an unclassified setting. So kind of classified. And so um, the problem with that is that almost all things that the secretary of state is going to be talking about, not publicly are going to be kind of classified, you know? So if the secretary of state is talking about diplomatic relations between a country, emailing between two people, it's almost always going to be above a classification. So it's, it's, it's very difficult for her to keep those at. So essentially what she would be saying is, you know, some of the emails were her talking about, okay, Hey, this is our relations with Libya, or this is our relations with Iraq or, you know, Russia or something like that. It wasn't her finding a top secret document, emailing it to somebody else, or her taking a top secret document and keeping it like Donald Trump was. It was just her talking about things that after the fact, when they looked at it, they said, okay, looking back at these, these probably should not have been set in an unclassified server, which, you know, again, she's not the, well, she's not the first person to do that. Colin Powell also had an email server. Um, I think it's mostly just kind of, I think it just can be boiled down to just kind of being lazy, which, you know, at the same time, I wouldn't want to carry around too far. Her, her claim is that she didn't want to, she wanted to have one email address, right? She didn't want to have multiple email addresses trying to figure out who's going to email back and forth to her, which, you know, fair enough. But um, I think at the end of the day, it was mostly just the reason she was not prosecuted was because the U.S. government is not going to prosecute somebody for doing something that they thought was right. And it turns out, hey, when we're looking back at it, you probably should not have done this. That's not an arrestable offense. You're not going to arrest somebody for that. Whereas Donald Trump's case, he was explicitly asked multiple times to get the documents back. He said he would give the documents back. He refused to. And then after a very long period of time, um, they had to go in there and, and give them back. And so these were documents that had the words top secret. Some of them said HCSP or, or SI or whatever it was um, on them. And there is no way to get around the fact that he had to have known that these were top secret. He was already briefed whenever you become president, you get briefed on how to handle classified information, what that means, when you can say it, where you can't say it. Um, there's no way around the fact that he knew at that time. Hillary Clinton was talking about things that uh, were not necessarily classified at the time. And it would kind of go through a review, review board process as to whether it was. So, you know, while, yeah, she probably should not have done that um, because it did lead, we eventually found out that her email server was hacked. So what she should have just done is just use the government email that she was um, given. But in no way was it a, malicious intent or a completely disregard for all of the rules that they were enforced. In fact, the a big reason why the FBI did not prosecute her or anybody was that they found that her entire team 
stuck to the rules and uh, in, enforced classifications properly to the best of their ability as just any other team would. And so they didn't find any malicious intent or any complete disregard for the rules. So that's the big difference between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump is that, you know, she did something that was maybe could just be pushed down to laziness or something. Um, and Donald Trump was specifically handing top secret documents to his people so that way they can put them in a room and then refused to give them back whenever they he was asked for. So that, that's kind of the big difference between the two. Thank you so much for that explanation. We're going to have to leave it there, but thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we'll be leaving a link to your newsletter in the description. Uh, so everyone, please go check out uh, Jude's newsletter. It is a great read. And uh, Jude, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you, Jacob. That concludes this episode of Gen Zero Stock Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zero Stock Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zero Stock Poly with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.